Eat at weekends doesn't really count. Not yet, anyway. Oh, Mike said, struggling to keep a straight face. Anyway, Jen, you don't have to kill yourself dieting. You know that I think you are perfect the way you are. He reached across the breakfast bar and planted a kiss on the top of her head. Jenny gave him a petulant look. Mike, I've been wearing size 16 clothes for most of my adult life, and up to now it hasn't really bothered me. But this time I'm determined, really determined, to fit into that size 12 wedding dress sitting in my wardrobe. Really determined, huh? Absolutely. Right, so where's the low-low then? What? You're still eating the toast I buttered for you. I know, but that's because... Because I'm in a bit of a hurry, what with everything I have to do today, and I I don't really have time to wait for fresh toast, and... (laughs) You stopped laughing at me. Despite herself, Jenny chuckled, and then remembered what lay ahead of her. I dread hitting those books, and look, it's such a nice day out today. She looked wistfully towards the window, and out at the cloudless February sky. You'll be fine once you've started, you know that. Mike pushed his plate away and refilled his teacup. Anyway, it'll be all over this time two weeks, and then you can forget about it. But that's the problem, though, she moaned. It's only two weeks away. Oh, why, oh, why didn't I spend more time on this earlier? I'm an absolute idiot to have left it this long. She picked up one of the study manuals that lay on the table and stared at it, willing the information to somehow transport itself from the pages onto her memory. A copy of Hello! magazine lying underneath her books distracted her momentarily. There was a picture of Liz Hurley arriving at some movie premiere or another in one of her trademark figure-hugging, cleavage-boosting, split-to-the-thigh dresses. Jenny stared at Liz's midriff. There was no way anyone's stomach could be that flat. It was impossible, what with water retention and all that. In order to look like that, the woman had to be wearing a pair of those hold-me-in knickers. Jen, you'll be fine, Mike soothed. You're probably already familiar with most of the material for this exam. Haven't you been working alongside Connor for a few months now? You're bound to have picked up on the important things. I know, but I haven't put much effort into learning the heavy stuff. Legal title, land registry and the like. If I don't know about those, I can't possibly qualify as an advisor. I could be granting mortgages left, right and centre without researching properly. Imagine. She bit her lip. Mike smiled at her encouragingly and took one of her hands in his. Don't worry about it, Hamilton. I know you're well able for it. There is no one better for the job and you know that it's good as yours as far as the bank are concerned. Just use today's peace and quiet to study hard and then tomorrow night we'll go out for a few drinks and relax. What do you think? Jenny nodded and they shook on it. Mike was right. There was no point in fretting about the exam. She would get stuck in today. It was just the thought of all that studying that was putting her off and she should really make the most of a day to herself. I was just thinking, Mike said. If you don't mind, I might ask our new guy along tomorrow night with his partner, if he has one. I haven't had a chance to get to know him socially yet. What do you think? Jenny helped herself to another piece of toast. No problem here, she said. I'm anxious to meet this new whiz kid anyway. What's he like? Mike shook his head in wonder. He's terrific, Jenny, and I think he's going to be a real asset to Intech. He's had plenty of marketing experience, especially whilst working in the States, and you know how useless I am at that. Jenny smiled knowingly. Mike was an excellent programmer, 
but while he had designed software for some of Ireland's biggest firms, he was no salesman. With a growing number of information technology companies setting up in the country, and particularly in Dublin, her fiancé's company needed the right person to promote their products within what was becoming a rapidly saturated market. Mike and his partners had been trying for quite some time to find someone who knew the industry from the inside out. This new guy, it seemed, was a rare breed. He was a highly proficient programmer and equally adept at marketing and sales. Oh, he's no fool either, Mike said. It took us some time to hammer out a decent contract with him. He didn't want to come in on ground level and commission bonuses like the rest of them. Stephen thought he was a cocky little git. Jenny rolled her eyes. Stephen would. I'll bet he was disappointed that you weren't employing some ravishing redhead with a cleavage and figure to die for. Mike laughed at Jenny's all-too-accurate assessment of his business partner's character. Seriously, though, this guy's a tough nut to crack. He's already had a few run-ins with Frank. Poor old Frank kept calling him Ronan last week. He couldn't get the hang of his name, and your man wouldn't stand for it. There is no N in my name. It's Rowan, not Ronan, Mike mimicked exaggeratedly. Jenny's toast stopped halfway to her mouth, and her heart hammered in her chest. What did you say his name was? No, no, it's unusual, isn't it? Rowan. I've never come across the name before. I think he's from Kildare somewhere. Monaster Evan, he said. She had to use all her strength to try and stay calm. Her mouth went dry, and for a second she didn't think she would be able to breathe. My God, it couldn't be him, could it? I knew a guy called Rowan a few years ago, when I lived with Karen, she said, trying to keep her voice light, although her hands were shaking. A Rowan Williams? I wonder is it the same guy? Mike didn't seem to notice her discomfort. Yeah, Williams, that's his surname. Isn't that funny? It's true what they say about it being a small world, but it's especially true in this country. Did you know him well? Jenny smiled falsely as she tried to swallow her toast. It felt like lead in her mouth. Not that well, she answered automatically, her mind racing. She couldn't believe it. Rowan Williams was back in Ireland. How could she face him? Should she tell Mike about him? No, not yet. She needed some time to think about this, to establish what to do next. Mike's voice interrupted her thoughts. Jen, did you hear me? I said that maybe we should go into town tomorrow night. What do you think? She looked at him blankly. Mike got up and ruffled her damp curls. You're not with it, hon. I thought you'd be well awake by now. Jenny fixed him with a sharp look. Okay, okay. He held his hands up. You're obviously in great form today, so I think I'll leave you to it. I'm off now to battle the Dublin traffic. When I get home this evening, I'll pretend to be a first-time buyer and you can tell me everything there is to know about securing the house of my dreams, right? He drained his cup and pushed in the sink, then gave Jenny a light kiss on the nose. Jenny instantly felt like a heel. Pulling Mike towards her, she kissed him soundly on the lips. I'm sorry, love. I'm like a bear with a sore head. I don't know how you put up with me. Mike adopted a serious tone. Jennifer, I don't know how I put up with you either, but as of next August, I'll be stuck with you for good, so I suppose I'll just have to make the best of it. Get out, you brat, while you still have the legs to carry you. Jenny swung at him, and Mike ducked out of the door, laughing as he went. Oh, by the way, he said, putting his head around the door, I'll be home a little bit later this evening, remember, so don't make dinner too early. 
Are you sure you don't want me to go to Rachel's? She asked distractedly. Mike waved the suggestion away. It's all organised. I'm leaving work at four so I can get across town early, hopefully before the worst of the traffic. I wish my little sister would get herself a pad on this side of the city and save me a journey. Anyway, we'll see you later. Jenny nodded and forced a smile, but it was a relief to see him leave. She sat at the kitchen table for a long time after she heard the front door close. How would she feel if she saw Rowan again? When she saw him, she corrected herself. She and Mike went out with the guys in Intec all the time. Their paths were bound to cross sooner or later. It had to happen, didn't it? Just when everything was going so well for them, Rowan Williams had to come back into her life, their lives. With a heavy heart, Jenny got up, cleared the table and put the dirty dishes in the sink. She opened the fridge door and looked inside. She stared blankly at the shelves for a moment and then closed the door again, forgetting why she had opened it in the first place. She filled the kettle with water and switched it on, then poured washing up liquid on the dishes and put the bottle back in the cupboard. She went over to the kitchen window and looked out towards the small back garden. Then, leaning her head against the window, Jenny finally surrendered to her tears. Chapter 2 Karen Cassidy checked her watch and quickened her pace as she strode down Grafton Street, cursing under her breath when she read the time. She'd be late for her appointment if she didn't hurry. It was almost nine o'clock and she still had to find the place. Pushing her dark hair away from her face, she stopped suddenly as an outfit caught her eye in the window of Pamela Scott's. That pink and purple halterneck dress would be stunning for Jenny's wedding. What a pity that she already had her outfit. Well, she might buy it anyway. Karen decided.